Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? It's the In The Field Podcast, where we stay 10 toes with the current sport news. It's your boy, Jay Miles, and always I got my bro, Jay Bird. What's good? And I got my bro, Dr. P. Yo. Hey, them skins five and two, shorty. Let's get right to the episode. Who see these young cats, man? This is going to be the one today. Watch how I tell you. Watch how we go off today. You coming? Let's see what you got, big boy. Damn, but don't break mentality, bro. That's why you the best. Hey, shout out to them skins once again, man. Being a weaker opponent in the uh, Giants, we now 5-2 and two on the season. What's y'all quick little take on the game? Hey, man, shouts out to the defense, dog. I, could, I don't think I could ask for a better performance out of the defense. What do we have, like seven sacks, mm-hmm. two picks? Mm-hmm. Come on now. We held Saquon to how many rushing yards? Like 38. 38 rushing yards. Eli Manning had two picks. I mean, he, grew, he threw for 316, but hey. They didn't score no offensive touchdowns. So, actually, nah, they did at the end. But that was garbage time. But, yeah, it was garbage time. So, at the end of the day, for we strapped up. So I was glad to see us bounce back um, from what we've done in previous seasons where we would get hot and then fall apart, get hot, fall apart. Now we put back-to-back-to-back games together where we came out with a W. Now, a lot of people complain about the way that we win, but I don't want to hear none of that. We're getting Ws. We are, like, 11 games ahead in the NFC East right now. And looking at our schedule coming up, like you said, like eleven, it's, it's like 11, 12, 13 games up. And looking at our schedule, we really got our destiny in our, in our hands right now. What is it like? The Texans, the only uh, team with the winning record net right now that we got to face. Yeah, we play Falcons at home next, then at the Bucks, then versus Texans, and then it gets heavy in the NFC East schedule after that. Okay, yeah, bro, it really looked like the rest of our schedule looking sweet. Um, and just to touch on this game, just for a second, we already knew what we're going to do versus Giants because they're an inferior opponent, you know what I'm saying? But I was just, again, to touch on what y'all saying as far as the defense-wise, we really, it's good to see us come out and handle business. Right. And not only that, and not only that, but, you know, with AP during the game, he fumbled, you know what I'm saying, when we could have closed the game. And for him to come back and have that nice long run, I think it was 64 yards, that showed a lot about our team. It showed a lot about, you know what I'm saying, us closing games going forward on the season. But not only that, if you think about it, what else, you know, that really surprised me was the fact that if you think about it, we was kind of handing them the game. Like, our offense was not scoring. You know, there was plenty of times that the Giants could have put that game away, you know, or at least try to make it more competitive, I feel like, you know. So the fact that what our defense did and gave them no hope, you know, it's like it's getting to a point now where I think our defense is becoming, hey, you know, we're going to hold the ball, we're going to pound the rock. Or our offense is becoming, we're going to hold the ball, we're going to pound the rock. And our defense is like, we're going three and out on them every single time we step on this field. It's you funny because that's such an old school model of football. It is. Like when I hear people think about, you know, the, the championship teams of the last couple of years, even those championship matchups, it was just offensive juggernaut versus offensive juggernaut. I think it was one punt in the Super Bowl last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if you think, you know, 2000, year 2000, which is 20, 20 years ago almost now, those like Ravens teams that was going to the Super Bowl, those uh, Pittsburgh Steelers teams that were going, they had capable offenses. But what got them there was their defenses being their world defenses. class. Yeah. And they, yeah. they ran I the mean, ball and they stopped the other team running the ball and they put pressure on a quarterback on third down and long. And it's, you know, it's a formula, you know, as old as time. Yeah, and I would say that that's a lot to the past games. Like you said, if, if Rex Grossman can get to Super Bowl, if Trent Dilfer and those guys can get to Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I could see Alex Smith doing the same thing. Not to mm-hmm. say we, you know, we Super Bowl bound or nothing like that. I'm not going as far as to say that. But I'm saying as far as the formula we have and Alex Smith is somebody that doesn't make the big mistake mm-hmm. and doesn't turn the ball over, mm-hmm. I think we have some really to, to be reckoned with throughout this NFL. And I think us being 5-2 and two right now has really put the league on watch. Oh, yeah. We the team to beat. But 
As P said, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say all that. We the team to beat the Rams. We the team to beat in a division. If you looked at today's trade deadline, all the teams except the Giants who were out of it, super out of it. The Cowboys and the Eagles both had made moves last since they played us. Yeah, exactly. To you know, to bolster their teams. Go ahead. Uh, they both made moves to to get us out the way, and it's like now look at us. We made moves to even you know get them back out the way. So you know, mm -hmm. I feel as though the, right. <laughs> the moves they made were jolly like and fair of us for. Real. So the Eagles yeah. brought in Golden Tate. What did they give up for Golden Tate? Third round. And this is the last year of his contract, isn't it? It is. So you could tell Eagles, they kind of in a win now mode, giving up that third round yeah, like that. You know what I'm saying? Because he's not even like a dominant receiver like that. My, my man is nice. Don't get me nah, wrong. But he's a 30-year-old he he 30 slot receiver, though. So he, Nah, he's he tough, though. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying on that team, he I don't think he immediately becomes the number one option. I think he becomes just another weapon for Wentz to use. I mean, but shoot, that's all they need. Like, I think this is a big move than we think. You know what I'm saying? Because you got Alshon. You still got Ertz back there. Really, their problem is they don't got no running back. Right. But as far as yeah, receivers, that's what, they... That's, that's what kind of threw me off about their, their move today. Because of the fact that they don't have a running back. I feel as though they could have gone out and got a running back on a one-year deal. Or traded for a running back. I look something. Or just that in free... Or not free agency, but in... Before the uh, trade deadline. But... I don't know. Yeah, that was kind of weird to me. I guess they said effort. You know what I'm saying? We got Wentz. That's all we need. Yeah, he can do everything. You know what I'm yeah, he can run the ball, pinch it back, porch. <laughs> he can pass. You know what I'm saying? So I think they kind of went that way with it. But as far as the Redskins, what y'all take on our trade for Ha Ha Clan Dicks? I think we won the trade deadline, frankly. Out of all the teams? Yeah. He's either us or the Rams getting um, Fowler. Because he's been kind of tripping, but like he immediately just gives him another pass rusher on the defense. That is about to just be foolish to go with the offense. But in terms of the Redskins and getting high Clinton Dix, I think he's just like a perfect fit for what we want to do. Um, I know we we like Nicholson as a young player playing free safety back there, letting Swearinger play up in the box. But I think he's a guy who kind of plays, who relies a little bit too much on his like physical gifts. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I feel like as a defense, especially in the back end, given a big plays the last couple weeks, we just haven't been sound. Granted, we had Strowman in there for Dunbar, who was hurt. Moreau been hurt, so we had some younger guys in the mix. Um, but I think get, bringing in a, a fourth-year player, Dagnier Pro Bowl last two years, and Ha-Ha Clinton Dix, he's somebody who can really solidify that back end. Let's wear and just stay up close in the box and really just provide that over-the-top coverage for the defense. I mean, and that, that makes us unstoppable. Sideline to sideline, too. And you got to imagine, like, with that front seven eating like it's been eating, you know, averaging, you know, five sacks a game, damn near, like, we're going to, like, continue that progress against a weak Falcons offensive line, you know. So it's not like Matt Ryan going to have all day to sit back there and pick us apart. So that allows, that allows a more instinctual player to just be in the right place, rely on his film study, you know, do his job. 11 guys doing their job. And I think the rest yeah. going to be history. And I think a lot about him, too, for real, because the, recently the Packers defense been sorry. And he's still been balling for them. He's still yeah. been balling, yeah. I so agree. I feel like I feel like if he comes to a position us with the Redskins that have pretty balanced across the board from your front to your corners. Now we got Dunbar back, mm -hmm. and then this, another safety in Swearinger, who's actually he's ranked the number. I think as of today, he's ranked the number two ranked two. corner, and and Dix is now ranked the number three ranked corner. I mean, safety. excuse me, safety. You know what I'm saying? So that says something about what we just did in the back end. And we really possibly, you know what I'm saying, could contend with the Rams and having the best defense in the league at this point, to be honest with you. I agree. I think our defense is right there. You know, we talked about maybe – I think the only position that we you know, we haven't solidified on our defense is that corner position. Because, you know, you yeah. got to imagine that a team that's 
trotting out, you know, multiple receiver sets. That's trotting out, you know, multiple tight end sets, trying to use movement and stuff to get us out of position. A lot of times, really, just get numbers in the box in their running game. If you could do like what we did against the Cowboys and against the Giants, have like a three safety set where you don't have to necessarily now bring the Shazer Everett in as you know your third safety, and he's been doing his job. So like, no knock on my man's, but you could let Nicholson go back to the free and then have Swearinger and Haha Clinton Dix roaming around the box. You know what I'm saying? In that robber spot. And not only that, that's a nightmare. And not only that, but our linebackers have been getting better in coverage too. Zach Brown and Mason Foster both. You know, Zach Brown, that was a big, you know, deal for him, what he can do in um, coverage. But as of recently, lately, he's been having a couple of PBUs these past couple games. Right. Because they don't got to worry about coming up and making tackles. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I think I think the addition of HaHa Clinton Dix also would just make us more versatile. Kind of what you was getting at, P. It's just going to be like, we're going to have different packages that, like, we can have HaHa Clinton Dix coming off the edge with Harvey Clements still in the game. We still got just a, a lot of different pieces now we can move around. Or now you think about us playing in the division, like, in years to come, assuming how Clinton Dix like signs and stays with the team for longer, you know, where you got tight ends to deal with on like pretty much all these teams, yeah. you know, so like Ertz. Mm-hmm, Ertz. You got a guy that you can put in there and say, okay, like if the coaches decide it's the route to win and go, they say, oh, gonna say, okay, Clinton Dix, you know, strap my man up. And like, that's the end of that. And you got somebody right. who's, who's capable of doing that, who has that kind of talent that you can put on these guys. Facts though, and he played a strong and the free. Mm-hmm. So really, what he's able to do is um, I'm gonna say limitless, but you know what I'm saying it's just so many different things. With him and Swearinger, mm-hmm. with their versatility, it's so much you can do with that. And think about you know us playing down the stretch with these questionable quarterbacks. You know, with the exception of Wentz and um, Matt Ryan, the rest of these quarterbacks is y'all like I'm not like afraid of him. Like Fitzpatrick, oh, I mean besides nah, Fitzpatrick, Deshaun Watson, Fitzpatrick, like that. This uh, Fitzpatrick, Deshaun Watson, and uh, but he's he's still young. And my point is that like. You could all of a sudden have opportunities to disguise your defenses in ways because both those guys are comfortable playing deep and playing in the box. Like, quarterback can't necessarily take a pre-snap read and use that mental picture for the rest of the for the rest of the play. Like, it's a lot of moving parts, potentially, to throw at, that, to throw at those guys. Yeah. Hey, but shoot, speaking of the Texans, I think I think one of y'all said y'all y'all think the Redskins won it. I think the Texans won the trade deadline, honestly. Getting the I think them, Thomas? I think them and Demaris Thomas, you know, it, I'm, I'm gonna say it replaces Will Fuller, but it just gives you another level of production you, on yeah. on the level on the outside. True. So you know, Deshaun Watson, Watson really gonna eat. And by the way, they on a five game win streak, and I told y'all they was gonna win that, and when uh, they start like that o, division. They started like zero and three. Yep, and they won five straight. I told y'all they, they gonna tough. be nice, bro. And I, I really nice, think bro. they don't take a step back, like as you said, with uh with that Demaris Thomas uh trade. You know, Will Fuller turned his ACL. Yeah, he went down and everything like that, and they lose a big threat. But Demarius Thomas, even though he's old, he's been with the Broncos for like twenty years. Feel like he got some good, some good, some good years in him. For real though, but I said at the end of that, as far as how Clinton Dix, you know what I'm saying? How y'all think he gonna come in this game versus the Atlanta Falcons, and how you think that matchup's gonna go? <laughs> to be honest with you, I think. If anything, he not really going to get that much tick. Like, he will. Telvin Coleman straight, though. I mean, that's nice and all, but... Coleman and, and Edo Smith straight. I think they straight, but, I mean, come on now. We've seen better running backs. So, and we, we got them out the way. So, I really don't think that's really going to be a factor within the game. But stopping Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, you know, I think that's going to be the biggest challenge for us. I think it starts the way... You know, we got the same approach that we had the last couple games, or the whole season for real, and we got to dominate on defense in the trenches. And if we do that, then everything else falls into place. 
if we do that, then no matter who they got back there, they can have Booby Miles back there and he not getting off. If we do that, yeah. I mean, Matt Ryan can't sit back there all day and, and like, do these seven-step drops, you know what I'm saying, and let Julio get open 15, 20 yards down, down the field. Because, like, we talked about this in previous podcasts, too. Like, all these teams got a guy and that he's going to eat, you know what I'm saying? We knew Odell was going to jive like eat. Oh, Julio yeah. going to eat, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, he's not going to score. But he never going to score. Has he scored this season? He allergic to the box. He allergic to the box. But I think second in receiving yards. Right. But if the D-line owns the trenches like it has done, if the front seven owns the trenches like it has done, then I think we make them a short passing offense, and I don't think they want to be that. They want to they yeah. be a big play down the field offense. And, I, and if, if we can control the trenches and make Matt Ryan move his feet, We'll be and all right. they depleted. They depleted. They just lost both of their starting guards. Oh, it's over then. Yeah. Yeah, and their defense been hurt. You know, they don't got Deion Jones. They lost Neil in, in at the safety position. So they got a lot of players outside right now. So I mean, you know, granted, scans we on a three three game win streak, we riding high. But I think this is a game that we will continue that. You know what I'm saying? Just off the strength of we, we do what we do, run the ball. You know what I'm saying? Control the clock, control the ball. So what's your final prediction as far as score for next week? Us twenty seven seventeen. I'm gonna say it's gonna be a weird score because we're gonna kick like eleven field goals. So niggas gonna have like 25 <laughs> 10. Nah, twenty five fourteen. Now I got a bold prediction for y'all though. Y'all know who gonna step out this game? Josh Doxon. I think okay. I think Josh I think Dawson gonna have a big game this week and I think you know what I'm saying we're gonna see our offense get more uh, efficient in the red zone. So I could I see a big a big outing from our offense this week. I'm gonna go 31 21 Redskins. I like that. I like that too. And that's it's crazy. All the offense has to do is get more efficient. When we got him, do you think Jay Gruden knew what he was getting? I think he thought he would be a little better than what he is right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think he, Alex Smith, sometimes he seems a little scary in the pocket. And I think that's not something we expected. But granted, he's not bad. You know what I'm saying? He's not bad. But I feel like we expect him to be a little bit better along to the point we would be putting up 28 points rather than 20. You know what I'm saying? I agree. And I think we have every opportunity. Like, there's no reason he's not going to improve. You know what I'm saying? With more reps, with more time in the film room, more time with understanding how Jay calls plays and you know, yada, yada, yada. We think back to Kirk Cousins' first year as a starter. He also struggled in a lot of ways. And granted, he was a younger quarterback then. But it's also yeah. a certain degree of him, like, learning how to be confident in the offense. Like, what the looks, what the what a clean look is going to look like in this offense. And you got to think about it. Alex Smith is coming from the Chiefs with arguably the best offensive mind in football right now, Andy Reid. And, and to boot, he had Kelsey and he had Tyreek Hill throwing the ball to. So, like. And not only that, he had Kareem Hunt. Which I was about to get to. I think us losing Darius Geis kind of loses a dimension to that we could have had in our offense as well. You know, I think with AP bringing him in, it's kind of like, okay, we just go run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. You know, Chris Thompson come in, okay, we're going to throw a screen. Maybe he get a little carry here. Where if it, where, <clears throat> where if as we would have had Darius Geis, you know, we could have put some more screens in there as in our starting running back having, you know, just different types of plays just based all off of him. You know, and just things they did with Kareem Hunt with the little shovel passes, things like that, that we could have opened it up 
and had Alex Smith, you know, getting the ball in different places. I think that's just comfort. I think Alex Smith has got to get comfortable in the offense and Jay Gruden got to get comfortable calling the plays. Because, like, I got to imagine that they have a whole series of plays out of the pistol, you know what I'm saying, with AP as the, the back next to Smith and then Thompson behind them. You know what I'm saying? You know, we, we've shown the little option. We've shown the little uh, sprint out jump. We've shown the boots. And I think if there's a – and I'm not – maybe Jay Gruden is saving it for, you know, December against the NFC East. Maybe we'll see it in the postseason. But I got to think there's some wrinkles that we have the personnel for that we just haven't seen. And I think it's just the team and the coaches being comfortable calling those plays in crunch time. But actually, I, I definitely agree with what Burr is saying because I feel like what he's getting at is the fact, you know what I'm saying, AP, he's not that type of running back. You know what I'm saying? AP with elbow pads. You feel me? <laughs> so, so I thought he's just a type of running back. It's like, bro, I'm getting downhill, son. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. forget, he forget just all that. Been that. Like, there's no reason he but, can't but, learn those skills. And he's been more efficient. Matter of fact, he's been more efficient out of the shotgun than he has been out of the um, from under center this year. Like, AP gains more yards per carry from the shotgun than he does. In it I mean, but you say he, going, he but, can learn. You say he can learn that, but he's 33. But you, it's happening right now, though. Like, and he, but I'm as saying, remember, but he's running. Remember how like ugly AP was running in the first couple games, and it was like, okay, he's missing holes, or it's like not quite there. He figured it out. So I'm not. I'm saying like, why can he not continue to like? Can the, those but, players not continue to grow in the offense? But that's a running style, P versus like, yo, AP, Coke, go catch this wheel route. Well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying do all that. But that's what Burr's point is. Oh, if we had somehow, if we had somehow like guys in there, it makes our offense on first down and ten more you. versatile. I hear you. My you know bad. what I'm saying? Y'all right. He's more of a threat to run that scene route and that type of stuff. But and that actually brings up another point. What y'all think as far as our running back core going into next year? Do y'all think AP is somebody worth keeping, or you think we should explore other options along with guys and Chris Thompson? I think it depends on what he asks for, like how much money he's asking for. Because right now he's signed for one million dollars, which is like forty five cents in NFL money. So like. <laughs> if if he stays around on like a, a another year deal for you know two three mil, absolutely. But if he wants a either a long term deal or an expensive year, I don't know about that. <clears throat> but honestly, I think AP's the type of dude. He's like a red skin guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he he's kind of one of those guys. Yeah, he's like, yo, y'all doubted me. You know what I'm saying? I'm old. I'm this and that. But watch this, and and I think that's gonna go a long way. As far as, and you even see interviews of guys in the locker room, you know, really talking him up. But I think going into next year, he won't be that guy to ask for a whole lot of money because he knows he's getting up there in age and we have the potential to build a team that's going to be nice for a long time. Right, that he can be a part of. Hey, look, man, appreciate y'all joining us for another episode of In the Field Podcast. We'll get with y'all next week after our W versus the Atlanta Falcons. Y'all be easy. Y'all be easy. Y'all be easy.